for joining us. We welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SNL Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is Sunday, September the 12th, 2021. This is your host, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study is at 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for a church home, looking for ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. The next voice you will hear after our praise and service, our praise and song, is our pastor and yours. Please join us in praise and worship as we welcome the word of God. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that he is, know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter unto his gates with thanksgiving. And unto his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and the truth endureth to all generations. May the Lord add a blessing to, he, to all those that heard, heard the word, hearken unto it.
about him, but there's nobody to compare. I, I know she may have looked good, smelled good. He may have felt good. There's nobody like the Lord. That money may have been, but there's nobody like the Lord. There's nobody like him. Everything will grow old. Things will change. But there's nobody like the Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not going to change. He's not going to change on you. He, he's a fair weather friend. He's a good weather friend. He's a friend during all situations. Uh, yes, yes, he is. So there's no one, no one like our Lord. There's no one like him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask for some assistance. If you would turn when you're using the screen, you would turn the lights on. Bless you, Jesus. Yes, all the lights. If you turn the lights on. And we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking some things up here at Cornerstone. That means that, that people are doing things and seeing things and, and moving certain ways that, that, you know, sometimes we have to break up our comfort zone. We get comfortable. And, you know, and, and so God never has become, besides him being sovereign, he's comfortable in his sovereignty. And that's, that's it. You know, but Things are always changing. You read the word of God, there are things that are constantly changing. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We honor you, Lord, for your presence this morning. I pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, bless your people, Lord. Near and far, remember those that are sick. Remember those that are dealing with situations, Lord, that that, that, that you're the great comforter. We ask that you would comfort them in those situations. Lord God, we ask that you would remember the prayer request, the unspoken request, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for the souls that are being added to the church. We thank you, Lord God, for and ask that you for your wisdom, Lord God, in leading your people, Lord Jesus, into your presence. Lord God, we'll continue to give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. We're yet in the book of Revelation, and we're going to be there until we're not. And so uh, we're going to go into the word of God. And uh, again, I solicit your prayers, uh, just as I am praying for you. Uh, certainly, God has been good to all of us. Even when we don't understand uh, the way things are going, God is yet good to us. When we do understand, God is good. When we have had a hiccup and caused things to occur, uh, uh -huh, when we do things, God is still good. And when we do things the right way and uh, situations yet occur, God is still good. I want you to, to really to embrace that and know that God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. You know, that was one of the first t-shirts that I had made uh, many years ago. Uh, and the Lord had blessed and, you know, was used it as a, a fundraiser uh, for, the, for the church as brotherhood president at that time. You know, and, and it still remains powerful that God is good. He's good all the time. You have to let him know for yourself, God, I recognize how good you are. I recognize how great you are. There's nobody like you, Lord. Uh, there's nobody, nobody greater than you are. And the world needs to know that. Everyone needs to know that. And they need to be reminded of it because we are so caught up and things. We're so caught up in celebrity. We're so caught up in status of other folks. And what about the status of God? Uh, what about his statistics? 
and what he has done. Never lost a battle. Never had, have, have, uh, never lost a war. You know, he saved, he has saved souls after souls after souls. God is yet uh, uh, winning. Yes, he's yet winning. And uh, somebody, you need to know that at the end of everything, uh, we win. Uh-huh, we win. As long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't throw in the towel, you'll be a winner as well. All we have to do is follow the playbook. You, you, you know, football season is back in. People are, uh, those that are on the teams are studying uh, the, the football, the plays, they're watching the, the other team. And so you need to do the same thing. God has given us, uh, uh, we have the Bible, what is it, uh, basic instructions before leaving earth. And so we have the playbook. And so we just need to get in it, make sure that, that we understand it and apply it. It's not enough to quote, uh, quote the scripture. Uh, quote it with your life. Now, this is a lifestyle. Sanctification is a lifestyle. Being a saint of God is a lifestyle. It's not a declaration, but it's something that we live every day. It's something that we live every moment. And it requires work. It's like everything else requires work. Uh, that's why Paul said, I crucified this flesh daily. And, and, so, uh, and so he encouraged us, beloved, by the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. For this is your reasonable service. And so with that being said, we're going into the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter, beginning at the fifth through the 11th verse. You know, uh, many recognized yesterday uh, that it was the, the, the two decades since 9-11. Um, and certainly our, our hearts are, uh, many souls were, many lost their lives in, in that particular massive attack. You know, and my, my grandson came home, and he's only eight, so he was not born. Uh, talking about 9-11, which meant it had been presented at school, I was a little disturbed about that. Uh, because he was not, I don't believe that he was ready. And you can have your own opinion about it. Uh, you're entitled to that. But uh, he's eight, and he don't need a burden of, of something, of certain things on his mind. Uh, not without it being stuff being explained correctly. Uh, let me just go here with it. That was a massive attack. What about the individual attacks that happen daily by the homegrown terrorists? Mm -hmm. Homegrown terrorists. People that are wearing uniforms shooting people in the back. People that have taken the lives of others unnecessarily. It's the same hatred. It's not a different hatred because someone put the term terrorist on it. You are terrorist too when you don't love your brother as you love yourself, unless you hate yourself. And we know that's not love. It's a terrorist act when you take the life of an individual for no reason because of the color of their skin. And so uh, there is a lot of terrorists. Uh, and, and so we need to love conquers all. And, and, and so love. Love covers a multitude of fault. Love does things that uh, that nothing, if it wasn't for the love of God, we wouldn't have forgiveness of sin. Somebody say amen. amen. We wouldn't be forgiven. We would not have salvation if it was not for the love of God. So we're going to talk about something. Let's talk about love. We're going to talk about something and how to conquer terrorism. You're going to have to, you can't get it. You, uh -uh, because administrations, government policies and all that have lied. Men have lost their lives going overseas to fight a battle for weapons of mass destruction that did not even exist there. And they knew it. They knew it. So I, I'm, I, so let's make sure that you teach your children. And children, pay attention to what you're being taught. As young men and young women, as we go to and fro, as we uh, we know that we have to proceed with caution and when we, we can't go into certain areas uh, and certain things that where people look at you crazy, pick up the phone and call the police and say you, you don't belong in that particular park. You don't belong at that hotel. And, and, and before there's clarity, you've already been judged and, uh, and cuffs being put on you. That's a terror. 
Terror. We're talking about terror. Uh-huh. I'm not going to stay there. But I, I just want to make that plain. I just want it to be to simplify some things of what, you know, when, when we, there's an agenda and you need to be aware that there is an agenda that is yet being played out. You need to be aware that there are things going on and it doesn't take you being a political science a major or anything to, to have some common sense about things that are occurring right in your neighborhood. Things that are happening right around you. I was speaking with a young man. He was talking about the the exodus of people, and they come over, and that they might come over here and start doing some bad things. And, and I had to ask him, "What about your your brother? That's the same color of you, that shot your. Mm -hmm. What about the, uh huh, uh, the one that's the same color of you that that's raping, that's stabbing, that's shooting, that's that's a terror." That's a tear, promoting fear to take the life of another person, to take what you want. Uh, I, robbery is different from burglary. Burglary is the burglar, burglar sneaking to your home, steal stuff while you're not there, or at least they think you're not there. You know, whereas uh, a robber is someone that uses force or fear to get what they want. Uh, and so uh, let's be prayerful and mindful of those things. Uh, you know, 9-11, yes, that occurred. But what about the things that are happening today in your neighborhood? What about the things that are happening that you're afraid that you're afraid to tell who did it? That's terror. You're terrified. And, and so let's be prayerful and mindful to teach our children the right things and what they really need to know uh, and to help them live a, a safe and sanctified life. In the book of Revelation, mighty God, in the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter, beginning at the fifth verse, it says, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, if you have been following with us and, and you've been in the word of God with us, uh, you, you'll find those seven spirits, and I'm not going to go in, into that too much this morning, but you'll find the spirit of knowledge, wisdom, the fear of the Lord, uh, and uh, in the book of Isaiah, you'll find the seven spirits of God that are there. And, and, and so it goes on to say, and before the throne, there were, was a sea of glass like unto, the, unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion. The second beast like a calf. And the third beast had the face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rested not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, which is, and is to come. And when these beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. I want to, there are many things that we could talk about here. As I said, the seven spirits of God, I want you to, to look that up. One thing I'm big about is that you need to read the word of God. I don't want you just listening to Pastor Carl and, you know, and taking my word for what I'm saying, because I'm going to give you the word of God. 
But I want you to read the word of God. The Bible said, blessed is he that read, he that hear, and uh, keep the words of this prophecy. So there's a blessing in you reading the word of God. I believe it's Habakkuk 2 and 2 uh, that, that tells us the right to vision, make it plain. So he that readeth uh, will run. They'll take some action. You need to read the word of God and take some action. So I, I, I'll, I'll, next Sunday, I guess this will be an assignment. Uh, next Sunday, the seven spirits of God. The seven spirits. The Bible speaks about the seven spirits. You, you give you something to comment on. Not this Sunday. I said next Sunday. Or, or, or better yet, on, on Tuesday night, Bible class. Seven spirits. There we go. That way it's not so far out. Tuesday night. As soon as you log in, uh, as soon as you come into service, you can, you can just list out the seven spirits of God and the scripture where you found it at. Just put it in the comment section. God bless you. Uh, for that Tuesday, Tuesday. And, and so uh, the word of God. Uh, just want to take a thought from the passage that have been read because there's been some activity here, the four beasts uh, that are not new. Uh, we've, we've covered this through the book of Ezekiel, uh, these seraphim uh, that have uh, made their appearance. And, uh, and we've talked about the water. Uh, he said, a sea of glass, uh, like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, round about the throne. Uh, we talked about that in the book of Ezekiel. And, and so uh, if you've been following along, you have some knowledge uh, of those things. Uh, something uh, that, uh, and so these, these beasts, these creatures, are giving God praise. I know you don't consider yourself a beast this morning. You don't consider yourself a, a creature. Because usually when we say a creature, we're thinking of something spooky, something crazy, you know. But we are of his creation. Uh, and, and so uh, what did the, uh, the brother read this morning, the word of God, he said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Uh, see, the order has already been given. So, so in case you did not know what the order of service was, I'm reiterating it right now. And that is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. When we come to the church, we are coming to present ourselves unto the Lord. Not to, not to Pastor Carl. We're coming to present ourselves unto God. Uh, matter of fact, he's the audience. Uh -huh, he's the audience. We're on display. Thank you, Jesus. He's the audience. And so uh, we're coming to present ourselves unto him, and we're coming to present ourselves with singing. So we're not coming with hands folded, mouths closed, you know, looking around to see uh, what is somebody else wearing and what they're doing. Uh, how good they smell or don't smell or any of those things or where you've been that none of those things is a question not matter of fact none of that is your business your your business is to present yourself unto the Lord with gladness and to come into his presence with singing and to acknowledge that he is the Lord God it's yeah, he you, that have made us and not we ourselves you didn't wake yourself up you didn't make yourself get up. It was a conscious act of God that woke you up this morning that gave us all a, a reasonable portion of health so that we can do something. And so it is God that have made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastors. And so we enter into his gates. When we walk through the church doors, one of the instructions here at Cornerstone is to walk in giving thanks unto God. Man, give thanks unto God for another soul. Uh, not because you got a new house or a color TV or you bought a car or anything like that, but for a soul, give God thanks. Thank you, Lord. And so we enter into his gate with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise and thanksgiving and to bless his name, recognizing that the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, 
and his truth endure to all generations. Uh, now, the beasts, the creatures that the seraphims have not experienced those things, but yet they have enough sense to give God glory. Day, day and night, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you ought to have enough presence of mind to say, thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory thank to your you, name, Jesus. Oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, you, you may just be waking up to go to the bathroom and, and, and handle a little business there, but you ought to have enough sense to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. And so they rest not day and night, saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, recognizing his character is holy. And God has made us holy. Uh, he told us to be holy. So it's something in your ability, something that you can do. Be holy for I'm holy. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. And so the beast, they gave glory and honor and thanks unto him that sat on the throne. Like the beast, we ought to give glory and honor unto God who sits on the throne. Uh -huh, he sits on the throne of my heart. Uh, he should, hopefully, I, I'm praying and, 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 and exhorting the word of God that you might allow him to sit on your heart. Mighty God. And so the Bible said that, that the elders, the four and twenty elders, fell down before him that sat on the throne. And they worshiped him. That uh, they gave glory and honor unto him. God had given them glory and had given them honor. By giving them a crown of life, letting them know that he appreciate their sacrifice. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, letting them know that he appreciate uh, their honoring him, recognizing him for who he is. And they begin to give God glory and honor, telling him that you're worthy, Lord. Did you tell the Lord that he is worthy this morning? You know, that's what the song was saying. There's none like you, Lord. Now, there's nobody like you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy good pleasure they are and were created. Uh, we were created by God. Uh, we're, we're his creatures. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we are his people. Thank you, Lord. And so I took from a topic of that is, is that impacted by the praise? You know, because the praise, there was an impact. And, you know, when I begin to think about it, mighty God, uh, my mind began to just go wild. And, you know, and I, I, I kind of laughed because I said, man, I'm having some wild thoughts here. But, and I'm not talking about uh, Brianna, uh, Rihanna or, or Bryson Tiller. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about a moment with them. Uh, but, you know, wild to me meant that I, I was uh, uncultivated. I, I was starting to lose it for a moment. You know, unordinary praise, N nothing structured, nothing practiced, but just giving God some praise, you know, from the bottom of your heart. You know, not nothing that has been choreographed or choreographed, you know, and uh, to impress uh, my neighbor or to impress the person next to me. Uh, but just the mere fact. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just the mere fact that God is so good that, that you just want to give him a praise. And so the Bible says that out of the throne proceeded lightning and thunders and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, let me caution the ministers here or anyone that think they are a minister or want to be a minister in any kind of way. But I'm going to tell you, we're all ambassadors for Christ. If the scripture does not, let me say this again, if it does not. Provide the meaning and interpretation. Do not add, do not take away from the scripture with, uh, uh, for your own working. But the Bible tells us that the word of God is for edification and for salvation. And that is the goal and there's no other goal. That is the purpose and the only purpose. Else we uh, would offend God when we begin to interpret and add things to the word of God. And so the cause of the lightning and the thunder uh, does not give us, uh, there are many scriptures that say lightning. There are many scriptures that speak of thunder and voices. And so uh, I'm not going to piecemeal it together, uh, you know, and, and give you a, def a, def a defined answer for them. But I'll tell you this, 
that's similar to the vision that many of the prophets have seen, uh, that they vividly spoke about the same thing. Uh, this was not a discharge of electricity. It was not a striking of lightning heating up the air round about it. Neither was it the sound caused by the rapid expanding of air in which we call thunder. And so lightning in many places represent a movement. Uh, many places in the word of God, it represents movement. It represents activity. It represents power and authority. Uh, opposite, uh, uh, it, is not, uh, it creates an a, a illumination, a manifestation that something is happening. The Bible tells us in Zechariah 9 and 14, uh, and the Lord shall uh, be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning, talking about the swiftness and the power, something that is relatable to what we see happening, that it, the lightning, the power of God's wrath moves as quick as lightning, and the Lord shall blow the trumpet, and shall go forth in the whirlwind of the south. The Bible tells us over in Luke 10 and 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Uh, Jesus is testifying and saying it happened that fast. A fall will happen as quickly. Oh my God, uh, he re made it relatable to what we've seen. Ezekiel 1 and 13 says, as for the likeness of the uh, creatures, but their appearance was like burning coals of fire and like the appearance of lamps. It went up and down among the living creatures and the fire was bright and out of the fire went forth lightning. So lightning represents movement. Uh, and so uh, the lightning and thunder and voices are coming out of the throne of God. Uh, edifying, uh, uh, identifying that there is a residency there. Mighty God. You need to know and understand that the heaven, uh, the kingdom of God, the place in which we're striving to enter into, uh, at least I hope you're striving, because the Bible said there's few that will find it. Um, broad is the way, and many are on the broad way. Oh, I'm not talking about a Broadway play. I'm not talking about a Broadway movie. I'm not talking about a musical. But the Bible said that there's many on the broad way. And there's only a few on the straight and narrow. You want to be on the straight and narrow. And in order to get there, you got to sanctify yourself. You got to do what God is saying. He's given us the right way. He's given us the, what we need to get on the straight and narrow path. And so the Bible tells us over in Mark, the 12th chapter, and Jesus answering said unto them, Do you not know, uh, therefore, err, because you don't know the scripture? Neither the power of God, and that's touching the dead. They are raised. We have not read in the book of Moses. You've been reading the word of God, but you still don't understand it. How in the bush of God, he spoke to them, saying, I'm God of Abraham. I'm God of Isaac. I'm God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. My God, you need to know that he's a God of the living. Not a God of the dead. So everything in the presence of God has purpose. Everything in the presence of God has life. Everything in the presence of God. Oh my God, thank you Jesus. Somebody made a movie and they have folks dressed up with angel wings. But I'm here today to tell you, you're not going to get any wings when you're entering the kingdom of God. Now that's not what the Bible says. Matter of fact, it doesn't tell you that every angel have wings. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. You need to know we're not talking about some old boring movie that somebody made. But we're talking about uh, what is in the presence of God. They don't know God. They don't understand God. But yet they want to represent God. My God, bless your name, Jesus. We need to tell folks the truth. We need to expose what is right. Let them know that in the presence of God, there is authority. In the presence of God, there's power. I found out that voices are commonplace in the presence of God. But the Bible tells us over in Psalms 33 and 1, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, all ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. There's a continual praise going on in the presence of God. 
Well, the Bible says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Uh, there's a river, the stream that makes the city of God glad. The Bible says that it shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and right early, Jerusalem, one of the great cities, but yet not located in near a river, and in the east, uh, not located, uh, did not have a dependable water supply. But we found out from the book of Ezekiel that the water exceeded from the throne of God. We found out that the water brought life to everything it touched. Ezekiel said, I, I stepped out and the water was up to my ankles. I went out a little further and the water came up to my loins. I went out a little further and I would have had to swim the rest of the way. But he was conscious that the water was too deep. Oh, my God. God is deep. So deep you can't go under him. God is so high you can't go over him. He's so wide you can't go around him. But what you can do is get inside him and let him get inside you. My God bless your name, Jesus. It goes on to tell us that the first beast was like a lion. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because it's a teachable moment. But I want you to understand this, that there were four beasts that was there. There was a lion that was there, representing courage, power, protection, oh, operating in patience and in royalty. There was a calf there used in sacrifice and regarded as a sacrificial choice that solidified a covenant between God and man. There was a face of humanity there, something relatable to what God had created in his own image. My God, a reminder of you and I. I heard the word of God say, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For you made him a little lower than the angels, and have crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand, and you put all things under his feet. Oh, my God. So uh, the, ser the, the psalmist, the seraphims, uh, in the presence of God, oh, my God has given them glory and honor. And there was the eagle, the face of an eagle. We'll find that it's mentioned over 30, about 33 times in the scripture, representing swiftness, power, protection, fierceness, strength, known for its excellency in vision. Oh, my God, I had the pleasure of taking an Alaska cruise. And while I was there, I saw an eagle about 200 yards away. And this eagle decided, as I was taking a closer look, this eagle decided to fly over. And as he flew over, I could see that his wings were about six feet across with a large body and some awesome claws. It was not a, a moment that, that, man, you didn't want that to land on you. You didn't want that to attack you. You didn't want that to come against you. You didn't want that to, uh, you wanted it to be your friend uh, because it was an awesome uh, bird to see. And so the Bible says that Ezekiel had seen a vision of the seraphims representing God's concern, God's concern for the nation of Israel, God's concern for the everlasting gospel. God's concern with strength and power uh, to protect his people. God's concern in bringing about swift judgment for those that oppose the sovereign order. Oh, my God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Don't you know it takes courage to live a, a life that is sacred unto God? It takes courage to live a life knowing that you have a crown of glory and honor the vision of what is to come. And so that's why we give him praise. Well, the Bible goes on to say, and when the beast gave him glory, did you give him some glory today? When the beast gave him some honor, did you give God some honor today? And then when they gave thanks unto him, that sound of throne, did you give God some thanks today? It said the four and twenty elders, they fell down. Listen, 
they were impacted by the praise. Are you impacted by the praise of God? Or do you sit with your hands folded? Do you sit with a mindset? Uh, maybe you're sitting there because of the person that's singing. You don't want to give God no praise. Uh, my God, what foolishness we carry on. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. But the ministerial leadership established by God was impacted by the praise. If you're a minister, you ought to be impacted by the praise. If you're a song leader, you ought to be impacted by the praise. If you're on the praise team, you ought to be impacted by the praise. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord God. If you're preaching the word of God, you ought to be impacted by the praise. Whatever your service is, you may be on the earth, your boy. You ought to be impacted by the praise. If you're sitting in the audience, you ought to be impacted by the praise. For the praise is going forth. Praise a sincere and demonstrative act. Praise is audible. It doesn't sit quietly. Praise is loud. My God. Praise is personal and has no demands. Listen here, ladies and gentlemen, in a good relationship, a good relationship will give praise with no demand to it. A good relationship knows how to show kindness without a hidden agenda. I heard Isaiah say that I was impacted by the praise. He said, in the year that King Asai died, I saw the Lord sitting up on high, sitting on his throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, and they did cover their face. They covered their feet. They covered and they did fly as the creatures offered prayer, as they walked and flew, as they covered themselves in humility in the presence of God. Oh my God, when we come in the house of God, we ought to come with some humility. When we come in the house of God, we ought to take off our glory robes. When we come in the house of God, we ought to put on the robe of humility, just like the seraphims did. They covered their feet. They covered their faces. They covered themselves up, knowing they was going into the awesome presence of God. Well, the Bible said, as they begin to give God praise, as they begin to, to, to bless the Lord, my God, give God some praise here. Thank you, Lord. Just needed a little water there. But listen, the Bible says that they begin to give God praise. And as they gave him praise, it said the doorposts begin to move. Can you imagine when you come into the house of God, the doorposts are swinging? No, you're not in the outer limits. No, it's not a movie. No, you're not at the circus. But the doorposts are swaying to the groove because it has life in it. He said the house was filled with smoke. The glory of God was in, was filling up the place because of the praise that was going on. Isaiah said I was impacted by the praise. My God, you ought to be impacted by the praise. He said that the praise was so great. It was so awesome. Oh, the praise was so real. I wasn't at church chiller, but I was in the house of God. I wasn't at a concert, but I was at the church house. I was in the presence of God, and I saw others in the presence of God, and they was giving God some praise. He said I was impacted. I was so impacted by the praise that I couldn't contain myself. I began to confess. I'm undone. I'm not right. I've been talking and saying the wrong things. I've been in the wrong place. I'm among a mist of people with unclean lips. I've been hanging around some folks I shouldn't be hanging around. I've been listening to some things I shouldn't be listening to. I've been saying some things, doing some things, going some places, and just messing all up. And now I'm in the presence of God. And I'm impacted by the praise. I don't like where I've been. I don't like where I've become. I want to change. But I don't know how to change. My God. What do I do? What do I say? Where do I go? Who can help me out of this situation? The praise is so great. I want to change. I want to do what's right. 
my God, church. That's why we need to praise God. That's why we need to live a life, a life that is powerful in the presence of God, a life that is committed to God, a life that when we say praise him, we're not just uttering words, but it's something we've been doing. When we woke up, we did it. We did it at night. We did it in the morning. We did it throughout the day. We gave God praise. My God, bless your Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh, my God. I've been around the wrong folks. He began to confess his fault. Praise to make you confess your faults. But God didn't leave him feeling guilty. God didn't leave him feeling unclean. He didn't leave him feeling undone. But one of the angels came by and took a coal off the, off the, and came down and touched his lips and purged him. Praise will cause you to want to be purged. I don't want to leave the service the same way I came in. I, I came in and, 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 and I tried to ignore the dirt that, had, that I had on me, but, but the praise was so great I couldn't ignore it. I had to come clean. Bless your Lord. John was exposed to similar celebration. And no doubt he was impacted by the praise. Even if he just stood there in awe as he watched what was going, he was impacted by the praise. When you go into the house of God, you should be exposed to a similar celebration. You should be impacted by the praise. When we come to Cornerstone, we, we're coming to say holy, 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 to, to give glory and honor, to give thanks unto him that sat on the throne who lives forever, mighty God. I, I, I'm coming to fall down before his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not coming to, to stand up and, and say, look at me and, oh, my God. I'm not coming to, to, to look at what, no. I'm the first one here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. To just sit and think about his goodness. To think about how great he is. Lord, what can we do for you in the service today? Mighty God. Lord, what is it that we have not done that we need to do? Bless your Lord. What an honor and a privilege it is to ask him what that's, huh? When Isaiah had that experience, it was followed up with a question by God. And Isaiah said, I'll go. Who shall I send? Isaiah said, I'll go. Lord, what is it I can do? What is it you want me to do? What is it? It might be your first time doing it. But because God asked you to do it, you say yes. And all of us get nervous. I still get nervous standing in front of congregations, speaking the word when we go and visit other churches to minister, I still get nervous. I'm not, I'm not all of that. Thank you, Jesus. These are God's people, not mine. People belong to God. Thank you, Lord. Not me. Thank you, Jesus. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? Where would you be? Thank you, Jesus. The psalmist said, praise you, the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Where are we going to praise him at? In the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. We're going to recognize who God is and we're going to praise him. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with a timbrel and a dance. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise him. There's nothing wrong with cutting your step. You feel happy and you want to pat your feet. You want to move your legs. You want to swing your arms. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I crack up, I laugh because I, 
I look at some of the some videos sometime, and I'm like, ah, why everybody got the same dance? <laughs> what <did> you? <laughs> I don't believe God. <laughs> I don't believe God did that. I think it's just something that we feel comfortable doing. Well, if they if that's the way they're doing it, that we don't know no other. We don't know what else to do. That was our example. But then as you get older, you realize that, you know, and there's some that, that I've seen this growing up. They practice a dance so that when they get to church and the music, the, 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 the organist is just right, the drums is just right, the sound is just right. They, they go forth and cut the little step that they've been practicing at home in the mirror, just like, just like back in the day when people went to parties. They would practice dancing before they got to the party. Uh-huh. And so it's the same today. People practice. All I'm saying is that rejoice in the Lord. All I'm saying is Jesus. if you feel like doing a cartwheel and, and, and after you land and somebody asks you, why did you do that cartwheel? Why did you do that backflip? Just tell them because God is so good. I, I just feel like doing that because I didn't know no other way to express myself. Bless you, Lord Jesus. You feel like running down the aisle and uh, around the church because of the excitement. I, I know what you're feeling. I've been there. It's because you don't know no other way to express yourself. We won't know another way on how to express ourselves until we get there. And there's no limitation to these bodies. See, that all of that is is a sign of the limitation of the bodies that we're in. But when we're there, there's no limitation. And so how you express yourself then, well, the psalmist says, praise him with a string instrument and organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything, everything, everything Teach your children how to praise God. Teach your children. Let everything. Teach your children. You, we teaching our, our dogs and cats and everything, the sound of our voice. Your dog, your cat, and everything should hear you praising God. They should know. They should know that tone too. Mm -hmm. Let everything. You talking to your plants. Well, read, read some scripture to your plants. Why, why are you talking to them? Mighty God, let's give God the praise that's due unto him so that others, not just others, when I say others, I mean things, everything that's around you becomes impacted by the praise. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for you are worthy. We thank you, Lord, because you are to receive glory and honor full of power and you've created all things and for thy pleasure they were and are created thank you. Lord we thank you Lord for your kindness Lord for the attention that you've given unto us and we're giving you attention back Lord we honor you Lord God for your mercy Lord God we just we just want to say thank you Lord we, we just overwhelmed by the move of your spirit, overwhelmed by your goodness, the teaching of your word, the exhortation of your word, the preaching of your word, just to be a participant. Lord God, we pray and ask that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We'll continue to give your name, the praise, the glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized for remission of sin, you've not received the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you. You need it. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the remission of sin. Without it, <clears throat> you won't be able to stand in the presence of God. And, and so you want to be there. You want to be in his presence. You want to be where he is and what and in what he's doing. I heard someone 
write a song, say, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. And so in order for you to be part of whatever God is doing, you have to line up with God. You have to line up with his word and what he's saying. Not what uh, someone else has told you, but what does the word of God say? What does the word of God tell us? We need to line up. Peter preached the word and told him that you want your sins remitted. You want your name in the Lamb's book of life. You want to be and you want whatever God has for you. And in order to obtain that, you must line up with the word of God. Some of you are not going to church. You're not, or if you're a member, when I say not going to church, I'm talking about being a member of a church. But yet you, you're not participating. And you're not taking care of your responsibility of a, as a member in the church, your support is not there. You need to support your church. You need to let your pastor know where you are and how you're doing. You need to line up with the word of God and what his word says. I know we're coming out of a pandemic and all of those things that we have talked about. But understand, God's word has not changed. He knows the adjustments that we've made. But it doesn't erase what he said about salvation. It doesn't change anything. And so if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of your sins, you need to be baptized. If you have not repented of sin, you need to repent. And if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to say this for everyone, if you have the Holy Ghost, you need to be tearing for the Holy Ghost still. You need to still be seeking God and not taking for granted that you all right. I, I all right. No, you're not. You're not all right until you leave this body. And God says, well done, good and faithful servant. Then you can say, then you know it's all right. Then you know. Listen, I'll be back on Tuesday. You're looking for answers to the homework that's been given. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord. Remember the, the songs that, are, that you're hearing belong to the artists or songstress and those that are producers, and I am just really, uh, really thrilled about God right now, and just really want to really exhort and express uh, the concern about the saving of your soul. So many are, are just not taking things as, as they should, not taking things very seriously. We talk about praise. Praise to me is not you going to church and jumping, just jumping around and, you know, and hear a good message. But are you applying what you're hearing to your life daily? Well, I'm doing my best. No. I'm, are you applying the word of God? Remember, sacrifice is what we do. It's a sacrifice. All right. It's a sacrifice. It requires effort. It requires something. So with that being said, I, I'm going to stop. God bless you. Have a blessed day.
those hands up. We bless you, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord. For those who are here. For the offering that have been received, Lord God. Bless that you will bless them, let them not feel the loss. Lord God, continue to pray on our hands and bless them knowledge and understanding. In Jesus' name, Only wise God, yeah, the only wise king you are, the only wise God, to the only 